Hey guys, welcome back to Beauty School Bobby. Today we are here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm so excited to be with Gina Micheletti, owner of Soleil Bay Beauty Company. We have so much to talk to her about, so welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for having me. Um, So I'm so excited to get into what you're doing because you've got a lot going on right now, so I want to just jump into all of it. So tell us what you are doing like everyday job and then <laughs> what you're doing with Bellamy because I know you've got a lot. Yeah, everyday job changes every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a salon owner here in town. Um, currently I'm operating in Sola. So those are salon suites. Um, and I work behind the chair three days a week. So it started just kind of as me. And then, um, really post COVID, I started adding on different stylists just from taking on assistance. Um, and so now there are six of us that work full time. Um, and so we specialize in hair extensions and color. Um, I know you mentioned Bellamy, so that's kind of who I work for on the side, but um, I started doing extensions in the very beginning of my career, almost 10 years ago. So, wow. so you were really on the front end of this. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, were you with Bellamy from the beginning? Or? I was not. So I've worked with several different brands okay. um, beforehand. Um, my first certification was actually in 2014. And wow. so back then people didn't want anyone to know that you were wearing hair yeah. extensions. So yeah. I was and now able, when we meet people, we're like, we got hair, we have like, hair look in. At your hair like, extensions. I know. Yeah, let me see what method you have yes. in. Um, so yeah, I really did start at the beginning, which has really been why my my business has experienced so much success because I've been able to really learn all the mistakes before it got popular, yeah. <laughs> essentially. So um I'm in the salon three days a week. Um, and we actually are starting a build out on a new salon. So I'm in the architecture, like drawing phase. Um but we're hoping to start construction. I always say we. It's me. <laughs> You're hoping to start. I'm hoping to start construction um, in the next month to month and a half. And then we're looking to open spring, summer. So Yeah. And so you'll be taking about six to seven stylists with you yeah, when so, you go. So that'll kind of be the starting point. How many stations yeah. are planned to so, be in there? So um, I'm starting with 10. Okay. Um, and we've kind of been drawing to figure out expansion because I'm going to be in this spot for seven years. And so I'm like, okay, making sure I can fit. Yeah. A little bit more if I need to. Um, so my whole goal with the salon was really to cater towards education. So I wanted a big open space. Um, with Bellamy, I started teaching with them about two and a half. Well, I just started my third year. Um, so I've had the leisure of being in a different salon one or two times a month to do certifications. Um, so I've really been able to pinpoint what I like want in a salon yeah. and what I don't want in a salon. Wow, that's yeah. actually so lucky. Like, yeah. I didn't really think about how that would be so beneficial. Yeah. But you going in and being able to be like, oh, I love this. Yeah, like, scale every like salon. I'm yeah. like, I love this break room. That's this so might feel cool. a little tight. Yeah. So from a class standpoint, like an educational standpoint, um, really anything less than like 2,000 square feet, I was like, I don't think I could do classes in that. And yeah. so we're just over 2,300 square feet. And so um, – it is really big, I think, for yeah. my first salon, but I am moving over with um, potentially six. And then I have some girls, thank God for like Instagram and, yeah. and education and all of that. So I have girls that have reached out. So I have actually one that I'm interviewing today. Um, and then a couple more that I'll talk to in the upcoming months that might transition over with yeah. us. Yeah. Now you had mentioned like COVID brought on some other people for you. So what yeah. you think, like what happened with that? How did they, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I know salons changed a lot during that time. Uh -huh. um, salons are changing like so much over the country right now. And people are going into more of a situation yeah. of like the sweet situation that you're in. Um, but what do you think kind of pushed that or what was it? I that got super 
lucky with COVID. So um, not because of COVID, but the fact that like my business actually grew, grew like yeah. over 50% after. Wow. So I don't know if people just wanted to look beautiful after yeah. and so they started going to the salon more. <laughs> um, but I had had assistance prior and I think it was right before COVID that I really started um, thinking like maybe I should add on an assistant. So I started in probably 2008. It was summer of 2018 that I really started Slave. And so it was just me and I was in like one chair, like tiny, my salon chair would literally like rotate to my shampoo bowl and then I would lean people back. (laughs) So there like wasn't even a separate shampoo bowl. Um, But I started getting really busy. Like I was getting a lot of inquiries and starting to book out pretty far. So in my head, the only next step was to get into a bigger suite and then hire on someone to help. And so, um, at that point, it was probably 2019 that I hired my first assistant. It was actually a client of mine, um, and she had done hair back in Maryland and had been out of the industry for like three years. And she was like, I just kind of want to learn how to do hair again. And I was like, well, hey, I have no idea how to use an assistant because I do extensions. And yeah. it's always like no one ever knows it isn't as an extensionist, like right. how to utilize an assistant. Right. So I was like, so if you could be my guinea pig as far as like me learning how to do that, I'm happy to teach you everything that I know. Yeah. So she actually moved to Florida. But once I started adding on assistants, um, for me, I just really love stylists. I love watching them flourish mm-hmm. and I love teaching them that they can make a lot of money in this industry and live like the best, like work the best job and have yeah. fun behind the chair. And so um, it started feeling weird for me to have these people as assistants and then be like, okay, bye. Like I wanted to bring them in. And so I guess the only next step was to keep growing. So I went from a double suite and then I had Sola build me out a triple suite. And so they basically just like left a wall out of a double and a large. Then I added a fourth station in there. And then I added another double suite. And so the next step was just like, all right, Gina, you've got to get a building. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just buy up all the suites in Sola. So that's where I'm at now. How was your experience with bringing on that assistant for the first time? It was actually not bad. I had known her prior, so it wasn't bad. I mean, there's definitely been like learning curves. Um, As far as like the situation I'm in, it's a lot more lax because it's pretty much Mm one-on-one. And so there isn't a lot you can do. Like, I remember when I assisted, it was amazing, but I was, like, answering phones, doing towels yeah. for the whole salon, like, all of, like, paying my dues, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost get spoiled <laughs> working yeah. for me because it's, like, we don't really have a phone. Like, yeah. you know, there's towels just for the day. So it's definitely going to be a learning curve taking assistance into a bigger salon because there's going to be more to do. Yeah. Um, but it it's nice because they can have really that, like, one-on-one educational experience and Mm -hmm. I remember my mentor that I first worked with um was very much big on that like she would really want me to learn and she was Mm -hmm. like I need you to not answer the phone that's not your job like pay attention to what we're doing so um yeah I think it's been nice that they can get that one-on-one experience yeah so you said something earlier too about kind of how you found this person and she was a client and Mm -hmm. I think one of the things about um just business in general or just kind of growing what you're doing is not taking advantage of but finding those trade-offs like you were honest in the beginning of it and not pretending like okay I have all my stuff together (laughs) and here we go here's our assistant program I think that there's something so beneficial and not I mean it's still planned and organized and it and it works 
works for her. So in saying that you have this space to say, hey, I'm figuring it out too. If you wanna be on this journey with me and kind of figure it out with me, I think that that is like the best way to go about it. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people get caught up, um, especially early on in their career, thinking that they need to know everything instead of just being open to saying like, hey, I'm at this next step. And it sounds like what you've done um, is so cool because it kind of seems like you're like, okay, now I need this. Now I need this. Uh It's not so much this like huge plan of like, it's not like 10 years ago, you're like, okay, I want this salon to look like this. Like that has all changed through through the way that your career has changed. Yeah. And I'm still, it's funny because like, as I've continued to expand, I'm still doing that. And so um, now I don't like the future is really unknown. Yeah. Like, I don't even have walls. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. So when I've been but doing... But isn't there and something, people, like, so exciting oh, about that? Exciting. Like, being like, and, we don't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> and even with her pay, I just had to learn, like, the difference in, okay, this is kind of what I want to start you at. And then she started excelling. And I was like, okay, I feel like I definitely need to start paying you more. Mm-hmm. And this is re- what we're going to do for tip out and those types of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even now I have assistants. Like I was saying, Instagram is literally like free marketing. And yeah. so I think since my Instagram is so heavily focused on education, it is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intriguing to people coming out of school, like yeah. young stylists or stylists that want to learn more. Um, they can kind of get a glimpse on Instagram of what I'm doing in yeah. the salon every day and the tips and tricks that I have. So they want to actually come and work for me. So I've been lucky in that sense. Um, but even the ones I'm interviewing, like the one that I'm going to interview today, like I've had to tell them like, Hey, I don't have this like big plan for you. Yeah. All I know is that I want to create this place where stylists feel valued and Mm -hmm. where they know that they can make well over six figures in this industry. Um, and I want to do everything I can to like teach you the things that have gotten me to that point. Um, but as far as knowing like what your station even looks like, like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even have walls. So, um, so it's been, and they've all been like really excited about that. They're like, Hey, I don't care. Like I would love to work for you, which is something to say. Like, that's that's really flattering that someone you can't even offer them like a salon yet to work in and they're still like excited about it. But I think once they have a class with you and so with what you're doing with Bellamy, you get to go meet stylists and not that you're like pulling people from the butt. If somebody happens to move to Nashville or if they're like, Hey, I've seen you on Instagram. I think that that was kind of what I was like what I want the audience to know and what I want our listeners to know Mm -hmm. is that like, even though somebody might look like they have it all planned out and figured out. And I think it's so easy on social media to be like, Oh wow. Like, this all just happened for them. You yeah. know, like they kind of they see. They don't see the eight years yes, prior Yes, exactly. Yeah. You really only get these glimpses of like, oh, wow, she's so successful. She's got mm-hmm. it all together. But I think that there's something so important about sharing the story of like, yeah. yes, you're successful for a reason. And like the things that you are doing are mm-hmm. the right things to do to build a business. But there's also so much that you don't see yeah. that goes into it. And it's not like this secret like, oh, we just have this path figured out. It really is like you have to take the opportunities and make these pivots when you feel like those pivots are right. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes um, that's where like Instagram has kind of done us a disservice Mm -hmm. um, is because you don't see the work that it takes to get to a certain point. And Mm -hmm. so I do have a lot of stylists that come in and they're like, well, I don't want to work Saturday. I don't want to work nights. Mm -hmm. And they still want to make like six figures. I'm like, listen, like, The best advice I could give, I honestly bartended for my first five years behind the chair. And so I was just at a place where I was like, from bartending, I'd set myself up for a lifestyle. And so I was like, I'm not going to like give myself a demotion. So I was like, I've Mm -hmm. always been a worker and I'm fine working two jobs. 
Um, so that's what I had to do to kind of build my clientele. Um, but people don't see you going to two separate jobs yeah. and trying to pivot and being tired and, you know, bartending through hair school. Like I yeah. bartended the whole time I was in hair school. Yeah. So um, let's talk about how you started. Yeah. Um, that's a perfect transition. So starting in the industry, you um, kind of grew up in it a little bit. You were mm -hmm. telling me before we started recording. So you um, kind of grew up in, your mom did nails. My right? mom did nails, but she typically worked, she worked the first one was in like a big tanning salon because tanning yeah. was like super yeah. popular. <laughs> and I remember I would go because she was a single mom. So I would go um, to the, it was tanning, nails, massage therapy, like all kinds of stuff in Germantown, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Memphis. And so I would go and kind of like help out at the front desk and do my homework there because, you know, I didn't want to go home. Um, and I would literally like clean tanning beds and yeah. just do whatever, like vacuum the salon or do whatever they needed me to do just to pass the time. Um, so she did nails there first, and then she transitioned and actually worked in hair salons. And so um, I would see her in the hair salon and just always felt at home. Like it felt like, oh, I could definitely do this. Um, but there was always that stigma, even with me growing up, that there was no financial security in doing hair. You know, you don't get health benefits, all of those things. So I had started doing broadcasting and theater at a really young age. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm meant to be like a news reporter or an anchor. Yeah. So um Jumped into that when I was like 14 or 15 and then went to University of Alabama, um, studied that through college. And then when I moved here, um, the news was just like at a pivotal moment of when I grew up, we always watched the news. Yeah. Like that's what you did mm -hmm. in the morning. And now it's yeah. like you wake up and grab your phone. Like everything's <laughs> on social media. So it's like a little different than it once was. And so um, I don't know. I just felt like I had been in that career for 10 years because I started like 14. Yeah. And so when I got here, I was like, I don't really think that's what I want to do, which I think everyone at that age after college is like, why did I just do, get mm -hmm. a degree in that? Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. Um. So I started bartending. Um. And within a year of bartending, I was like, you know, like two of my best friends had gone to hair school and they were just like having the time of their life. And um, I really think that going to college prepared me to understand the business side and like the marketing and the money side and and I took it a lot more serious because I was in my late 20s. I wasn't like 18 when I was. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm going to make this a career. So um, went to hair school and then started assisting right out of hair school. But I stayed behind the bar for five years um, just because I was like building a lot of clientele there. Yeah. And um, again, didn't want to make less than what I was used to making mm -hmm. behind the bar. So I was like, until I get to a point where I'm making this amount of money, like I'm just going to stay. Yeah. Um, did you do day classes for cosmetology school or did you do evenings? I did day. Okay. So you would like work until oh, yeah. like, until, like three or four. Oh my goodness. <laughs> do you look back on that time as like, how did I, I do this? Yeah. Like, this I think people thing. are just supernatural in their twenties. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think, think so too. A real yeah. thing. Imagine yeah. trying to do that for even one day now. Like, yeah. And you know, what's super interesting too is so I'll, my friend Ashley, which you'll have, to, she owns the Glam House Nashville. And so her and I, um, I was just having a conversation with her before I went to hair school and I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to start hair school. She's like, maybe I want to do that. So she actually went at the same time oh as me. Gosh. So I think we helped like aided in getting each other through that time because yes. we were so tired. I mean, yeah. we laugh about it now because it's been t almost 10 years. We were like, we literally spent like 150 hours a week together okay. and like still managed to be best friends. So um, our businesses have kind of like followed the same trajectory, um, so which is funny. Cool. She, she just opened, she actually went into microblading. So she opened her own business 
um, brick and mortar in January. And it just literally coincidentally happens to be across the street from where mine no is. No yeah. way. So we went through like our businesses oh kind of took gosh. off at the same point. And so now she can like open her door and be like, hey, across the street. That so, is so cool. But we always laugh. We're like, so we feel so old now because yeah. we're like, I can't even stay up past like 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we do that? So. I know. But you're right. I think in your 20s, yeah. you kind of have that. But that's still, like, not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I think that that – you clearly, like, Justin talking to you for – knowing you for one hour, <laughs> like, you clearly <laughs> are just somebody that is, like, I'm going to make this happen oh, no yeah. matter There's what just, it like, takes. just, like, not another option. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that's so special. And I think that that is why you have yeah. the success that you have. But we call it beauty school besties. Um, and I love so that. I love that you guys are, like, across the street. And I know we've already said this but we definitely want to come back when you open yeah. um, so that we can be a part of the grand opening and show off kind of what I you've done. Wait. So it'll be really fun to do a follow-up and we'll get her on next time yeah. too. So yeah. um, so I know that you are um, going through a lot with the salon, but tell me about your role with Bellamy. Um, yeah. So you said you've been there, so you're going into your third year, correct? Yeah, so I um, I took my my personal Bellamy certification in 2019 um, and it I'd been doing extensions at that point for about five years. And so... I remember sitting in that class and I was just like on the edge of my seat the whole day. I was like, this is different. Like they're doing something different. Like they really care about um, really diving into principles on like consultation and pricing and business building and wanting you to have um, an actual business and not just teaching you how to technically install something. Mm -hmm. And so um, I knew right when I took that class, I was like, I want to educate for these people. Like I love them. And so um, I did apply and I ended up getting picked as an educator, which was Super cool. I mean, when we went to our first like training summit, I remember them standing up and saying that they picked 14 out of like over a thousand applicants. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, I didn't even know I was that good at extensions. But yeah. okay. So <laughs> it's made me such a better extensionist working for them. But um, I just entered my third year as a regional educator. So my territory territory is pretty much Nashville and surrounding areas. But I've been lucky because they've flown me. I've done Miami. I've done Vegas. I do Chicago all the time because it's only an hour flight. So um, it's been really, really fun to just network with different different stylists and salon owners all over the country. Yeah. Um, and ours is a little different, too, because it's a full two-day masterclass. And so you really do, like, it's 16 hours of, like, a full-on, like, in-depth certification. And so yeah. I feel like a lot of times you go to classes and it's, like, four or five hours, which is great, but you don't really – get the time to get past the awkwardness with mm-hmm. people. And so you keep that like surface level conversation. Yeah. Um, so we all kind of end up being like best friends. I feel like by the end That's of so the class, because we do spend so much time together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, from a salon owner perspective, it's been really great to be able to bring the elevated type educational experience into my salon for my stylist to yeah. teach them like, Hey, this works. Like for me, I was doing probably like, 60 to 80,000 in revenue. And now I'm doing like 300,000 a year in revenue. And it's just because I've been able to take the principles that they taught and put them into practice. I think a lot of people wouldn't even believe that. Like I think that there's so so many people that don't understand. It's crazy. The possibility um, that doing this as a career, Uh, like it can actually make And we're already like, we looked because I hired on an accountant because I just can't keep up. Yeah. (laughs) But um, I mean, with me and I just hired on one new stylist in January and then my assistant maybe took clients like a few days out of the month and we already hit like 42,000 last. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's 42 or 48 in the month of January. 
Wow. So it's, yeah. And you're just, I think that's what fires me. Correct. Like, I do color too. Oh, do you? Okay. So I do awesome. all the color for my extension class okay. as well. Yeah. Awesome. And is there any point that you were like, I miss cutting hair or I miss doing anything? I've I'd- never missed cutting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've just never been a design specialist. Yeah. Um, I do like styling, but I think extensions is definitely my thing. Um, yeah. I do love coloring too. Like weirdly enough, I'm, I love redheads. So I have a lot of clients that are redheads. Okay. Um, that was something that I just stumbled upon. And yeah. then lots of blondes too. Well, so. I think you've done so good about really like focusing mm-hmm. your craft. Um, and I think that as the industry is changing and as things are changing in salons, I know that there used to be a lot of specialized salons. You either yeah. cut or you color, right? Like that was like back in the old days. Now I think it's so much of being like, like you said, like redheads, yeah. blondes, like whatever. Yeah. Like, like those are like my little niches. Um. Yeah, I for sure preach all the time, like, find your specialty. Yeah. That's what I did. And I think that a lot of times when you go in a, to a salon, you're almost expected to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And it can be a big worth crusher when you're not good at something. Yeah, And definitely. so um, it can kind of make you question, like, well, should I be doing hair? Like, I don't really know how to cut hair very well. So I don't know if I should find a different career path when yeah. realistically there's so many different services within our industry that it's like, mm-hmm. why not just specialize in one? And I feel like that's where you can really – um, start to maximize and like capitalize on profit when you're actually specializing on one particular yeah. service. And yeah. I was going to say, I think because of this changing, you know, we have a lot of people that will either be like, okay, just do lashes. I just mm-hmm. do makeup. I just, I mean, like you said, there's so many different things you can do. You're kind of proof that yeah. there is longevity in this um, yeah. because that's the thing that I think we're still kind of waiting to see. Like, what does this look like? 10 years on the road, 15 years on yeah. the road for people that are a little more specialized compared to what used to be, you would go in and Everybody did a little yeah. bit of everything. But I think what's changing too, um, and I know we talked like we're the same age. And so we're getting yeah. to a point where like I go to this person for Botox, this, this person for this. this. Yeah. yeah. So and like, I just shoot all their contacts when someone needs it. Yes, like, exactly. Like we all have our people. And mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see whether that continues um, or if it is going to go back to more of the like you offer everything. I mean, I like the idea of like the specialized. Yes. Yeah. And just getting really good at the thing that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any days ever that you were like, I am. I'm so sick of doing extensions. <laughs> <laughs> um, not want to see my paycheck. <laughs> um, no, there's, I mean, there's definite days. And I don't think it's necessarily extensions. There's just days that I'm like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't be on every single day. Right. There are days that I end up just doing color. And I'm like, okay, that was like a good little break. But yeah. I love the transformation that happens with extensions. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of the only um services within the hair world that is super luxury that you can see such a big transformation and you can really see um confidence yeah happen very quickly yeah like and I so, will always have one row in now. yeah like I had two and it was just like for summer Too and much. stuff yeah but I'm like you know what one yeah. is perfect for me I found my fit and I think that that's you know I think now I will just I like always don't have, have it right now this really is, yeah. that's your so real this, hair yeah. oh my gosh um I took it out for a bit just not even for a break. I just don't really have time. Yeah. And so when I took them out, I was switching from like tape ins to a weft. And then I was like, I don't have to, like, we ordered my weft. We just have to put it back in. So <laughs> It's just um, sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. I think it's really cool though, that you do get to mix up your week. And we were yeah. talking about like which days you travel and like now adding on salon owner. Um, I really think it'll be interesting to follow you to see no, kind of, crazy. will you be able to, like, are you going to be stepping back to take on a day? That, like, I know this will all yeah. kind of just happen and it might be different from the year, you know, like yeah, the day it's that always open. just pivoting to figure out what can fit in the yeah. week. But um, yeah, I think launching the virtual program that Bellamy's launched has helped a little bit with like 
me getting through the build out as well because I'm not traveling as much to teach in person. And mm-hmm. so the virtual classes are only one day. And so it, and I do it from home. That's And so, so nice. it's kind of helped out a little bit. But yeah. um, but I love teaching. Yeah. I do. I haven't – it hasn't started – started to get boring to me at all being able to go in salons and yeah I mean you're just con- you're meeting different people all the time but it's almost like not that everyone's the same but there is just a similar energy usually mm-hmm. to people yeah. that are in this industry so like yeah. it's got to be at this point a little less scary to go in somewhere new because you're like oh no I'm gonna love that They're <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly well and it's just it's super rewarding to see hairstylists like get excited about like even you'll have some that come in that are starting to feel like they're um, lacking inspiration, right? They've been doing hair for 15 years and they're bored and they are used to making the same amount of money. And so being able to like inspire them to say like, Hey, it's like no time like the present. You can always start over and you can always change your career up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, or seeing like the fresh ones right out of school too, that you're like, wow, like I've been doing this for eight years, but it's so exciting that I can kind of share this secret with you and you can actually do it and probably be better than I ever will at it starting out early. So (laughs) It's nice to go into classes. It's it's definitely a very rewarding feeling. Yeah. Well, we love that. We're so yeah. excited. Thank you so much for being Thanks. here with us today. I think that there's so many, um, you hit so many points that I think oh, are going to help so many beauty school students or just getting an idea of like yeah. how to get from one place to another. So I'm so thankful for that. And we yeah. definitely want to come back to highlight your salons. We can see I can what the walls look like. We yeah. have walls. Send the girls from Knoxville. <laughs> yes. We'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be able to see the salon on Instagram yes. right now. I don't know. I know kind of what it looks like from drawings. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you so here. much, Bobby. Um, and make sure it. you follow Gina. It's at Gina.doesmyhair on Instagram. And um, where else can we follow you? That's it right They're just now. Instagram. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Make sure you follow us at Beauty and Style Network and follow me at Beauty School Bobby. Make sure that you click that subscribe button so you can be notified when these new episodes come out. And we'll see you next time. Bye.